This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am back with you for another incredible episode of the official Caps Chirps Podcast. Caps Chirp Podcast. <clears throat> Ooh, I'm a little flustered because this Thursday, as you know, we try to bring in some uh, some heavy hitting interviews, and boy, do I have a treat for you! Um, some guys who have really just done a really good job for um, you know a team that we may not like in the Pittsburgh Penguins, but uh, I'm so happy to have Nick Horwat, Nick Berlansky on. Uh, from the Tip of the Iceberg podcast, uh, we're going to get into you know what they've been doing, what they think the Penguins are going to be doing uh, this year, and if you know what they think of the Caps. So I'm just super excited to get into this and you know um, be in the company of greatness here. So let's pop some tabs and bring them in. One, two, three. <laughs> All right, adding to the stream now, Nick Horwat, Nick Berlansky of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. Big time, big time, big time in it over here, just flexing everywhere. Boys, how have you been? It's been like a year since we talked. It has been a minute, hasn't it? It's been a while, but uh, we've been doing pretty well. We've been doing pretty well for ourselves. We've all been working hard every damn day of the week, but um, I'll, leave, I'll let Berlansky finish it off. We've just been grinding, it seems. Yeah, yeah. no off days. Uh, definitely trying to get in on the writing every day, get in on the podcasting as many days as possible, and just try to provide the most overall and whole content on the Pittsburgh Penguins as we can. And that includes coming and doing a guest spot with, uh, with hockey troll. But I, I know you said we're big time, but I, I think I speak for myself. At least I'm still the same guy that was getting overly drunk on THPN after I was on <laughs> big Whitney. So I, I have not changed or what? I don't know if I can't speak for him, but I, I don't know. Not. His head looks bigger in this stream, bro. So I don't know. Or what? How are you feeling with all the fame? <laughs> With all the fame, <laughs> with all of my writing like five stories a day, hey, you know what? I don't know how to deal with fame yet, so I'm doing just about the same. Um, I've Folks. had a couple of beers tonight, so we can expect me to either be tired or feeling something in a little bit. There but, we go. There we go. Um, As per tradition, I, you got to drink when you come on Caps Trip, right? It's rare that – I mean, Berlinski and I never record at night anymore. It's always no. first thing in the morning, so I'm usually Ooh. guzzling a coffee or yeah. multiple coffees. Um, so it's nice to kind of sit back, relax, and not give a damn what happens on this podcast because it's not ours. <laughs> <laughs> because because you have stooped you've you've stooped so low to have accepted my invite. You know, coming back to the dregs, uh, folks. If you didn't know, uh, Nick and Nick here, uh, they dipped out of the hockey of the hockey podcast network uh, and got uh, got signed by like Sports Illustrated. I'm guessing that's the parent company, but it's or is it it's fan fan sided too. Uh, fan nation oh fan nation sorry yes. yeah it's all all the different small things underneath sports illustrated we're one of the subsidiaries awesome and <laughs> you know we were talking before horwatt's getting press passes that's so sick mm -hmm. dude um like first of all i just we, i think we just got to know because i think a lot of people who listen to podcasts or maybe are into the sports journalism thing like how how is that experience like do you get a special entrance like do you go up to the press box like straight up or what so the way the Penguins do it, I don't. I we only have home games, so I don't know how like the road teams do it or how other cities do it. Um, but it's kind of you kind of fly by your own sort of schedule if you wanted to. Like I show up at about. I mean, I've only done three games so far: the last preseason game and the first two home games. 
Um, I'm eternally early for everything. So okay. I show up at like an hour before the doors even open and I do just about nothing. I kind of sit there and take it all in. Um, but the real stuff happens after the game. Like I know the Penguins do a little dinner beforehand. I usually skip out on that, have my own food and then go in and kind of prep myself for what I need to watch for. But the real stuff happens after the game, whenever everyone funnels out of the press box with about five minutes left or so. Um, you, sh- you all share a freight elevator all the way to the, to the locker room floor. And then, uh, you kind of just wait for them to say, all right, everyone's good to go. And then when you get into the locker room, it is find someone to talk to. And by that point, it's usually like a handful of players every so often you'll hear the, uh, head of PR or someone say, Hey, we're uh, Tristan Jari's coming back in. You can ask, you can scrum around him for a few questions. Nice. Um, and Jari's usually the one that comes back. He's always the one that they pull back in. Um, I've sat in on a couple of Sidney Crosby scrums and uh, been around. I've watched watching Malkin talk is always fun, <laughs> and it's been quite entertaining. And the after the post game stuff, I haven't seen us lose yet. Uh, I've been told that's faster, but the post game stuff is lightning quick. You're in and out of the locker room in maybe ten minutes. Wow! So you got to really uh get your stuff and then you go in for uh head coach mike sullivan's presser which is usually also like 10 minutes or a little under i should say but uh, and then you work from there uh i was at the arena last home game until about midnight a little after if okay. i can remember correctly so you're, it's a late night but uh it's what i've always wanted to do so i'm living the dream guys yeah no doubt no doubt and i mean uh berlansky are you are you a little jealous just a tad bit <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I just get to turn my TV off, go to bed, and wake up to some clips from Horowitz. So he does all the legwork. <laughs> I get to sit back and just reap the rewards. That's all. Very nice. Because if you didn't know, Caps fans, uh, Nick Berlinski is a, is a DC citizen. Is that right? Are you in? Are you living in the city now? No, DMV, not okay. DC quite yet. Uh, still in Alexandria, Virginia. So close enough, but uh, DMV, not DC. Hey, at least you're on the right side, Virginia baby. Let's go. It's for lovers. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> um, awesome, man. So, you know, Horwa, back to you. Like, how how is it being in front of your childhood heroes and talking to them? It's it's quite interesting and quite it, – it hit me a little later. I remember the first preseason game I went in there. Um, I just uh, stood in on a Ty Smith and that Tristan Jari scrum. Uh, there wasn't much else. And I walked out of the arena realizing, I was like, I didn't look around. <laughs> like I didn't like realize where I was. Um, I went to a practice at PPG like a couple days later and practices are much, practices are much different. It is more of the media gets in there and then every player kind of filters in at their own pace. Okay. And if they want to talk, they'll answer questions. If they don't, they're just going to tell you like, I'm not talking, just going to kill, go hit the showers. Um, but there was kind of a lull in between players during the practice. And finally I was able to just like stand around and be like, I am standing in the locker like it's it's not as big as you think but i'm still saying like this is exactly it this is where i wanted to be and from there it's just it kind of i finally let it kind of settle in a little bit um but now it's just a matter of getting to work getting to get through this grind every day and getting to actually talk to like you said, I mean, Sidney Crosby and Kenny Malkin have been watching since I was, me and Berlansky talked about it all the time. We were eight, <laughs> we're like around that age. We're 20. Yeah. <laughs> I almost said 23. <laughs> uh, 
I was about to say, speak for yourself. I am not 23 anymore. <laughs> feeling, feeling every bit of that. <laughs> I hear you, man. We're old. <laughs> that's, dude. That's that's so awesome, though, man. I'm so happy for you guys. Yeah. Seriously, um, that's just you came. You know, when we first all because we all got signed at THPN around the same time, and I, yeah. you know, obviously, I immediately started talking shit on the Penguins. So <laughs> that was, you know, our first kind of connection, I guess. There, but then. Uh, to see how much work and how pro- how much progress you guys have taken, you guys, you know, you're doing this full time basically now. So that's, uh, I mean, honestly, mind blowing. I know you've got a long way to go, but man, if you have you taken time to look back and say, like, you know, it's crazy. We were doing this for like with zero incentive financially, literally for free. Every day. I mean, every time me and Brian get on a uh, recording these days, I'm like, I need a new microphone. And I realized just the other day, because I was texting Berlansky, what kind of microphone do I need? Do I get a new one? I realized <laughs> I've had the same one since we started, since we graduated college. Wow. Uh, before we even signed with THPN, I've been using the same one. And it's it still works just fine. Obviously, everyone can hear me just fine. But like in here, in my headphones, it sounds not so great. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how things have been going on my end. But I mean, of course, I'm still grinding through with the first microphone we started with. Started this with. That's so awesome. You're gonna have to box that up. So when sometimes you, when t- one time when you guys are like the the main beat writers or whatever, the for for the Penguins, you'll you'll know. Or in the NHL beyond, right? You're gonna be. I'm gonna see Berlansky and Horwat up there tag teaming the on ice interviews for the <laughs> NHL at some point, right? That'd be, that'd be it. And just and just like this, Mike, as you were saying that it muted itself. <laughs> Nice, nice. Oh, man. All right, boys. Well, you know, enough reminiscing. Should we talk a little bit about hockey, I guess? Maybe. That's what we're here I, for. <laughs> I, supposedly. You know, honestly, I just like talking to you guys, so that's why I brought you on. But, uh, you know, that's that's the, the nicest compliment you'll probably hear from here on out. Uh, what, what do you make of uh, – so Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby are now both tied in points. And there was a big Twitter storm when Sid finally passed him momentarily uh i'm calling it kind of an embarrassment that he hasn't done this earlier but what's your guys's take i'm sure it's much different i mean i think it's fair to say if i know ifs or whatever you kind of can't take ifs into account but if he hadn't missed 200 games of his career uh, it wouldn't be close but it is kind of crazy that what 17 years into these guys careers they started at the same time on the same day 17 years later, they are still in lockstep. I mean, whatever the circumstances may be for either of them. I mean, Ovi staying healthy relatively throughout his career. Crosby missing the time. Ovi doing more of the goals. Crosby doing a lot of the assists. But despite that, the fact that these guys are still in lockstep, they're still always competitors. They're still always in the mix when it comes to playoffs, when it comes to competing. It's kind of crazy that it's happened that way. And these two are the ultimate rivals for this entire generation of hockey fans. And it's something that Caps fans and Penguins fans can agree has been an honor and a blessing to be able to watch. I mean, to have that person to hate as you grow up through (laughs) as a hockey fan is great. And then you grow up to to learn to just kind of admire the opposition. Like I believe I, 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 at this point, admire Alex Ovechkin for the player that he is. And it's great to see these guys battle and hopefully they battle it to the end. I think it would be amazing to see them finish you know, four or five in the NHL all-time scoring list. And I think there's a true possibility that that happens. Yeah, there's no doubt. There's definitely man. a possibility they can get up there. And it's like Berlinski had mentioned, I mean, 
yeah, the games the games played thing is always the difference uh, the difference between the two and something that always has to be kind of put into this conversation. But going off of the other stuff of you grow an appreciation for your rival. It, it's never been more true with Washington, I think, especially because before the Ovechkin-Crosby thing, the rivalry wasn't fully there, right? Like right. there was something small there, but it wasn't these two main superstars butting heads uh, for the next 18 years of their careers. And you do grow with that appreciation. And I can remember when the Caps won the Cup and I went, good for Ovechkin. Like it is about time he got what he deserved in this league and that still holds true and i mean i could say the same thing about claude Giroux now he's not a flyer anymore so i can really hold to that like if he was to go somewhere he's in ottawa now i don't think they're gonna get it anytime soon but if he was (laughs) to go somewhere else and get one i don't know how much i would say good for him but i would be at least happy for him that it wasn't with the flyers and that a definite (laughs) hall of great player right um got his ring so definitely with Ovechkin it's fun watching him and Crosby have this rivalry for 18 years and it's honestly a damn shame they're only playing three times this year I know that's crazy man uh I don't know what the, like this whole offseason has been so short we're like going in some teams have a back-to-back of course the Penguins didn't I mean you know imagine that they're them getting a nice nice easy start uh we've got a couple but- coming up <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I 100% agree. I mean, honestly, Joe, all joking aside and, and, and ribbing and whatever aside, um, I do think that like, and maybe it's just every person thinks that they sat, they, they got to watch like the greatest, one of the greatest like times of the NHL because it's such an old league, but I mean, you're right. I, I you look at like McDavid and Matthews, you know, that type of conversation, two kind of similar ones, like a point, like overall points and goals. But like, you know, Matthews is, is looking to be kind of like an Ovechkin light, if you will, in the scoring category. But those teams don't have like the rivalry or were in the same, you know, division to be doing this. Um, So, I mean, I think that the stars align for this. And and honestly, yes, as hockey fans watching the game right now, we should be very thankful to be, be seeing these two players. Still, still going head to head, you know, in certain ways. Yeah, and they're going to until they neither of them seem like they want to retire anytime soon. Oh, I know it's crazy. I and I don't even want to think of like an Ovechkin list. You know, we're already posed with the outside question of an of a Nick Backstrom list Washington Capitals team, which is devastating, right? I mean, look at the Penguins offseason they just had. We almost had both. I mean, we're not talking Crosby, but both Malkin and Latang leave, and those right. are guys we've also been watching since we were children. So, um, yeah, we, we've we been getting hit with those same sort of questions. I mean, Nick Baxter to that degree could fall into, like, the Evgeny Malkin category here of it would be a different team completely in a different league probably with that kind of star power on a different in a different organization. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt, no doubt. Crazy, man, crazy. So, you know um, – I think when we talk about star power, though, there's a lot of money involved. And hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for a season of lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. Of course, you want to be betting for the Caps and against the Penguins, right, boys? (laughs) Yeah, sure. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-gay parlays. 
Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot and even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, boys... I literally just ran out of things to say and just kind of segued into that, as you could tell. But I am curious, on your new show, do you guys have a lot of ad reads or just one? I haven't listened yet. I'm sorry. (laughs) All good, all good. And for our ad reads is actually inputted afterwards. It's just basis through the the megaphone algorithm based on where people listen. So luckily for me, I don't have to do the reads. I just uh, input them later. Oh, see, and I guess, you know, big time in me again here, boys. You know, you just, you just have you have somebody handling that. I get it. I get it. Okay, cool. We're getting back to our roots. We're reaching out a little bit. So you'll hear an ad reader too going forward. That's good. That's good. That's good. Um, so, you know, I don't know. If you, have, I'm sure you've been up on projections of how the Metro is going to shake out uh, standings-wise, end of the season-wise. I mean, what's your feel – I'll tell you, I'm scared of Carolina perennially, perennially um, every year. They're getting better. Um, they've got Rod the Bod, Brindamore, just flexing on people from behind the bench. I mean, it's, it's tough to it's tough to play against that team. Um, I think the New York Rangers are good. I don't think you can sleep on New Jersey. Um, now, not saying that they're – I would say they're probably more of a bubble, but I don't think you can sleep on them. I think that they could make a difference if you're down to the wire. Uh, but what say you about about the metro? I'd say throughout the throughout the metro there are strong teams, but it feels like a weaker division overall this year. I think the Atlantic kind of has picked up a lot of the lost weight. Um, Carolina and New York are obviously powerhouses. Uh, New York has just gotten so much better so quickly; it's impressive, scary. But be yeah, I mean beyond that, I mean you say the Devils are the team not to sleep on. I think I'm gonna sleep well on those guys uh, just yet again yeah um, but the one team that i, I, I and i'm going to be proven wrong is they they're already 0 and 3 i keep falling back onto the columbus blue jackets and saying that you can't bring in johnny goudreau and his 110 plus points and not get a little better um, but then yeah. they've done this so i don't know and i know it's early but here's where you have to gain a lot of your important points and they're not doing that yet. So beyond those handful of teams, I mean, Washington is going to be better than I think what a lot of people are saying. Okay. Um, And I think Pittsburgh is going to be a hell of a lot better than what people are saying. I mean, I know a lot of the betting odds have them locked in at like second in this division. I know, I think it was DraftKings had that one and I'm with that. I think second's a good spot. I think I've, may have pinned us in third in uh, power rankings or even fourth or somewhere along the line. But um, okay. and I know we played a very bad Arizona team, but then a very good Tampa Bay team. We've looked strong. And an overtime loss is an overtime loss. And you got to play the full 60, but get the bad games out of the way. Learn from it and move on. I mean, right. You mentioned Columbus, and I understand where you're coming from. Listen, little brothers always get a punch or two in on the big brothers, and Columbus is just perennially – a little brother to every team in the metropolitan division. I don't care who they add in there. They're still the little brother. So I don't have as much hope for Columbus as Horwat. I do have some hope for, for New Jersey. Cause I think there's a lot of talent there, 
I, I think they're a deep team with really good forwards. I think the goaltenders, that's a question. I mean, you guys know all about that with Vitek Vanacek. So yeah. it, it's a question about whether or not he's going to be able to add to their goaltending room. But when you look at the Metro, it's still, I feel like, the same thing that we saw last year. It's a four-horse race where Carolina and New York are the thoroughbreds and Washington and Pittsburgh are the same thing. They're the older horses that can still win a race from time to time, but it's going to be a little bit more difficult for them than it used to be. Now, now I had Washington in third and Pittsburgh in fourth for my preseason power rankings, Ooh. but that's preseason. Like We'll see in a month where we're right. at, but uh, early on, I like what Washington added. I like what New York added. I, I like what Carolina did by not really doing too much. So I think the top of this division remains the top of this division, and everybody else, they'll be able to get a punch or two in. But I really don't see them contesting for very, very long throughout this season. In case you guys wanted a rundown of every team we just talked about, Columbus just walked away with their first win in overtime. Okay. Uh, New Jersey just sealed up their first win. The Philadelphia Flyers just won again. Wow. Um, who I thought would be separated by a ton of crap before they got to themselves. Yep. Um yeah, so everything is – eventually the Metro is going to prove itself to be damn good again. I know I said sure. the Atlantic picked up a lot of weight, but the Metro is still stacked in uh, a lot of ways. No, I, I totally agree. I, I still maintain that the Metro is the most competitive division primarily because of the rivalries that exist. Um, I mean, you know, the, the beat you took last year – uh, from New York, you know, that's got to still sting. Uh, obviously, there's old rivalries, older rivalries between New York and Washington and Pittsburgh and Washington. You know, Carolina used to be the whipping boy of the Southeast Division. Not the case anymore. They've got a lot to prove. Um, yeah, and, and I think that the New Jersey got the better of the tandem, the more consistent of the tandem, at least, um, in Vanacek. I think he's going to add more than what people think down down the length of a season, especially because he's kind of got a peer goalie and Mackenzie Blackwood there, I believe, is still the goalie, right? So, yeah, I mean, I'm I I don't know. They look they look a little scary. Um, I'm I to Belansky to your point. I think Washington did an incredible job in the offseason. They had no money. They brought in you know a top six center at that. You know, in Strom, which is crazy for one year, but hey, you know, it's a it's a stopgap depending on what happens to Backstrom. You know, I think they went and got some size and grit um, from inside and from outside. You know, Brown, who actually just got injured, so who knows what what's going to happen there? Of course, but uh, and then we picked up Sonny Milano out of nowhere. I think that's a I think that's a savvy get for league minimum. You know, I don't think this guy ever really got a fair shake in either of the organizations, either Columbus or Anaheim. So I'm really uh, I'm really liking what we've got. And I think that we're a bit underrated. I know a lot of people say we're a bubble team, but I, I, I have a hard time swallowing that pill, you know? It's weird with the Sonny Milano thing. And I, I don't know what it is because it seems like he's a very good player and any organization would be happy to pick him up, especially he was a PTO type one year type player yeah. for his contract. And then... He goes to Calgary on a PTO. They don't sign him, weirdly enough, and then it falls into Washington's hands. I mean, it's very low-risk, high-reward move. So it's something that teams like Washington, teams like Pittsburgh, teams like, I mean, if you want to go outside the division, teams like Toronto, they mm -hmm. need to do because they don't have money. They don't have right. money. They don't have roster spots. So pulling a move like that could be something that pays dividends in the end because 
the guy wasn't that expensive and he was kind of he was kind of a scrap after after training camps were over. Yeah, which is is weird. I mean, it's a former first round pick. Uh, you know, I think he made headlines when he tapped in that over the net Zgris assist. Uh, you know, uh, all these all these young kids showboating it's bad for the game from from Torts there. Uh, but you know, I I mean, I think it I think it's good. So the big thing though is is and I think it, it's showing right now for the Caps is that with all these new people injected in the lineup, and I know that the the situation is similar with Pittsburgh, you know, being a top or being a forward prospect in, in either of our organizations has to suck, right? The top six is solidified. Your fourth line is generally pretty solid. So you really, you've got to go in and perform on the, in the third line. And I know Caps fans are going to be tired of hearing me saying this, but I think the third line is the hardest position to play in the NHL because First of all, you've got to be flawless keeping pucks out of your net, and you're really looked on to mismatch and score or at least help the mismatch operation, right? So it's just all eyes are on you because, you know, people love the fourth line. You know, they don't get paid anything, and they go bang bodies and keep the puck deep, and that's great. People are happy with that. But the third line, it's like, ah, you know, you scored 20 goals last year. Why don't you score 30 this year, you know? Yeah, that's and that's a hell of a way to look at it, especially from Pittsburgh's perspective because our third line right now, consists of Jeff Carter, who obviously kind of in the twilight of his career, who knows what he still has left in the tank. Dan Heinen, who uh, came back on a one-year deal, but the one-year deal cheaper than his uh, third line mate here, uh, Kasperi Kapanen, who has more to prove than anyone on this team. Right. And it's already off to a pretty decent start in two points in the three games. So you can't be angry with his performance so far. Um, but yeah, I'd say... The, especially in the perspective of the way you're looking at it, the Penguins' third line has a ton to prove and right. will have all eyes on them uh, throughout the year. So I can agree with you on that. It's going to be difficult. And as for a prospect making it in this team. I know. Yeah, because you don't want to stick them on the fourth line. You sure. don't want to call someone up and pin them on the fourth line where they're getting Josh Archibald minutes. So, <laughs> um, like, we want Poulin to come up so badly in this organization, but it's – we need to move out. We need to move space and make space for him on uh, what could be a third line. And maybe if an injury happens, second? I mean, right. we started Gensel on the second line, and we saw how that went. Sure. Uh, so who knows exactly how things go from there, but your best bet is the third line, and uh, it's pretty solid right now. Yep. Berlansky, you got anything to add to that? None of the guys in the Penguins organization is Gensel. Like none of them are, yeah, and right. I know, and I know, and I know you didn't like make that con- make that connection explicit, but like, there's nobody that is that guy that is going to come up, start on the second line, and all of a sudden be a forty goal guy in a couple of years. But you know, Poulan is a guy you mentioned. He's really turned it around since moving from wing to center, and to be able to do that in your first year of professional hockey, and to take on that responsibility and be better after it, it's impressive. And you know, the organization took took notice of that. But another guy like Valtteri Pustin in a seventh-round pick that played in one game last year, picked up an assist, and looked really good. Maybe a guy that comes in, but like you mentioned, Horwat, there's not a lot of space in the Penguins organization, mainly because they're up against the cap. Secondly, because you look at the guys that are in that bottom of the lineup, it's $3.2 million for Kapanen. It's $2-plus million for Carter. It's you know Danton Heinen, who said he had to leave millions of dollars on the table in order to come back to Pittsburgh. And... You're not going to move that guy out. There's not a space that you can move these guys out. So, uh, you know, if you're a prospect in this system, similar to how I imagine it is for, for the Capitals, you have to really impress somebody and you have to take a job from somebody and, and nobody's done that to this point. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Um, <clears throat> and, you know, like I said, this season, we've got a lot of new faces due to injury and due to all, all the other things. Next year, I, 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 I do not envy McClellan having to make all the decisions on our blue line. Basically, everybody's up. Uh, and that's, that's brutal uh, because I think that our decor is pretty solid, even though they're a little aged. Um, I still think they've got some tread on the tires there. So definitely don't, um, don't envy that. And then of course, trying to shuffle in defensemen, you know, if you're going to shuffle in three defensemen, that is a, a very tall order, uh, to get them either just bought or, or, you know, through trades. Um, and luckily I've heard that, and I don't know the official number, but the cap will be raising next year. I think that'll provide both our teams for, uh, quite a bit of relief. Don't you think? Yeah, I know the report today is if the escrow can be paid off this season, which the NHL expects it to, it could be a $4 million bump in salary cap next year. But if the escrow is not paid off, it could only be a $1 million one again. So, I mean, we could go from anywhere from, yeah, thanks for thanks for your chump change and $1 million. We can maybe sign a player because of that. Or it could be something as severe as, you know, four, which would be helpful for everybody. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So what are your big... Uh question marks for the Pittsburgh Penguins going into this season. I mean, uh, I think it's your goaltending, but you know, what, what do you guys think? Oh, the question marks might surround, I already discussed the third line just because, um, Kapanen needs to have that bounce back year, especially if he wants to be worth 3.2 mm-hmm. against the cap. Jeff Carter's old and did not have the greatest ending to the regular season last year. Um, and kind of needs to find himself on a better ground as well. Cause he signed, cause he resigned for two years. It's not even like he got a one year deal deal um, for his final, for his possibly final contract. He got two years. Yeah. So he needs to really find some ground to make that worth it for the team. And then Dan Hines making $1 million on another show me deal. Despite, right. you know, like, like Berlinski said, uh, he left millions on the table. Well, now like, I would say that third line's a big question mark. Aside from that, it's hard to come up with another one right now because everything has looked so gangbusters for the Penguins. Um, I would say maybe just if this defense can stay together and stay solid because you were talking about shuffling in and out of uh, defensemen. I mean, that's like the only thing we talked about for the last month was right. who's going into the lineup because we have nine NHL caliber defensemen. And if anyone knows hockey, you can only play six. Right. No doubt. No doubt. So we had to make some decisions and cap casualties happened, honestly. That's why Ty Smith is in the minors right now. Sure. Yeah, the defense. That's the one I was going to say is when you look at this defense, you have three new guys in the lineup to start Mm -hmm. the season and Jan Ruda and P.O. Joseph, who's finally getting an opportunity to start the year with the Pittsburgh Penguins. And with a guy like Jeff Petrie, who just happened to take three minor penalties on Monday leading to the loss against the Montreal Canadiens, his former team. (laughs) But no, when you look at that, the question to me is then, yeah, you added all these guys on the right side. And I think the right side of the Pittsburgh Penguins defense is the best that it's been since they won the Stanley Cup. I mean, you have Latang, who is, despite getting older, still absolutely ridiculous at the sport of hockey. You have a guy in Jeff Petrie, who even though had a bad game on Tuesday, is one of the best second pairing defensemen the Penguins have had in a while, considering the fact that he can move the puck He's not a complete idiot in the defensive zone like Mike Matheson was. And he's a big body who's going to be able to clear the net front, especially against a pesky team like the Washington Capitals. And then you have Jan Ruda, who is Stanley Cup caliber guy, third pairing, really good on that right side. But then the left side is, you know, Dumoulin, K, 
can he stay healthy? Can he keep his legs because he's getting older and he's had multiple leg injuries as recent as last offseason? Right. So you have him, you have Pedersen, who has never really taken that step, and you have P.O. Joseph, who is a young kid that, let's be honest, they tried to trade him and nobody took him. <laughs> There's a reason for that. There's, a, right. I mean, whether it be because other GMs were like, we know what position you're in, we can get this guy for free, or we're yeah. just going to put you in a worse position, or yeah, he's not worth the assets right now, but... I think Joseph's played fine, but again, that left side is the biggest question mark for me. Because even if you bring in Mark Friedman, Ty Smith, there's questions surrounding that on the left side of the Penguins' defense. Interesting, interesting. And so you feel good. At, who's who's the backup to Smith still, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. Jari to Smith. Do you think that there's going to be any goalie goalie drama, or do you think that Jari's got it locked in for the starter, or what? Yeah, Jari's definitely locked in for the starter. The most drama that might happen between the pipes this year is. Um, can De- can Casey DeSmith be a decent enough backup uh, and not be on my trade block all season? But also, <laughs> the big drama is going to become is what kind of contract does Tristan Jari earn? Right, because he's in his contract year and he's looking to make his probably his career deal here. So, um, he's got to earn his way to get into that. And it's a matter of whether or not they sign mid season or they wait until the off season, like they did with everybody this past year. So I'd say that might be the most drama that comes from the goaltending this year for once in Penguins, his, in Penguins history. But I think that's something we haven't really even noticed actually mm-hmm. that there's no real goalie drama this year. No, but I'm sure somebody in Pittsburgh, you know, one of the fun fans on, on, on Twitter will make something happen or, or make some noise at some point in the season. Cause that's how it happens in Pittsburgh. You don't get very happy when you have one guy in there, even if he's doing pretty well. But uh, for Jari, uh, my bold <laughs> prediction was that he finishes as a finalist in the Vezina Trophy voting this year. So Ooh. I have high hopes for him. And I really do think that there's there's the stats and the history to back that up. If you look at where he's finished the last couple of years and all major goalie categories, whether he does it in the playoffs is a different story. But I think in the regular season, I don't have any questions about him. Wow. Wow. Bold predictions. I like it though. But hey, I mean, this is why we have people on like you who who are closer to it than I am. Um, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, for the Caps, I think that we've really added consistency. You know, I do think that either of these goalies can steal games. I think that we've gotten better in the position for sure. You know, markedly better. But. You know, it always scares me, man. When you bring in a goalie, I mean, you see a goalie switch teams, especially after having some success or like being highly touted as like a, a you know a top prospect, a top UFA, um, whatever it may be. Um, they they just need a year, you know. And we're doing that twice with both of our goalies. So, you know, maybe they can like reverse mojo it and be like lights out, and you know, because they're both new. But whew, that for me for the Caps is is you know is worrying but at the same time they've come as advertised uh, i think they they both in all the games that they've played they've both seen time because we had that back-to-back um i thought they played really well uh not too many leaky goals that we're accustomed to so you know uh i think that's i think that's a good thing so it's interesting with that because you kind of almost want the Darcy Kemper from the Coyotes and not the Stanley Cup champion Avalanche, though. <laughs> right. And there's also the question on his health. You know, yeah. can this guy play, you know, 60 games if needed? Um, he hasn't ever. And I don't think he's ever eclipsed 50. So 
That is a, you know, that's a, that's a thing. I think that, but like I said, I think McClellan did an incredible job. He got a real young, uh, high upside backup in Lindgren who was basically undefeated. I'm pretty sure he was completely, he was undefeated in his, uh, season last year, even though it was like a seven or eight game stint. Um, so, you know, if, if I think that the, the organization really extended the olive branch to him and said, like, here's your shot, kid, you're probably going to get a considerable amount of games. Um, you know, because who knows what Kemper can can stand up to. So, yeah, interesting stuff for sure. Um, <clears throat> all right. Well, you know, Berlansky, I still owe you dinner. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah, I've been, I need to look at the uh, I need to look at the calendar. Come up for a for a Nailers game. Yeah, absolutely. You definitely do. Um, try it for a Friday so that uh, we can, you know, do like frosty Fridays for sure. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's like $2 beers now at the old West Banco Arena, so that'll be that'll yeah, be a hell of a time. Oh yeah. yeah. That, that that's definitely something I'm looking into. Right. So, I'm I'm wondering, do we do we run it back for a third time on this bet? I'm up for it. I don't know what the stakes would be, but I'm up for it again. I don't know what the stakes and I think we could table the stakes for now. Unless you I, unless Horwat, I don't know, do you have anything? I got nothing in terms of stakes, uh but uh, it's it, seeing this uh, trilogy of bets now could be, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> be, be a better be a better uh, rerun trilogy than the Star Wars one. So exactly right. And so here's the background for all the listeners out there. I've bet Nick Berlansky the past two years that the Washington Capitals were going to make it farther than the Penguins um, in the playoffs. And each year, the first year we did it, they played one game in more and then got bounced out in the second round mm-hmm. last season. How many games did you win against New York Two, three. We ended three. up playing uh, the, oh, the Pittsburgh right. Penguins played again, one more game than the Washington Capitals. Right. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. So it's been quite close and uh, you know, it's just too close for me to let die. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's on the, I do think the Washington Capitals are going to make it to the second round this year. I'm, I'm just going I'm full Homer. I'm full Homer at this point. Um, I love that the media is, has counted us as a bubble team. Uh, full Homer. I think that the the Washington Capitals are at least going to make it to the second round, and I don't know what I can say about the Pittsburgh Penguins. Hopefully they don't make the playoffs at all. It just makes the bet easy. <laughs> I mean, for you, you you hope that they just close down halfway through the season and move the team <laughs> to Kansas City. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I don't even think they need to really – like keep the heritage around they could literally just fold the tr- just fold the team outright and then just start an mm-hmm. expansion in their place like next year you know what i mean oh, okay yeah, yeah like in arkansas or somewhere anywhere anywhere but yeah. pittsburgh okay. some other ridiculous town that gary Bettman wants to put a hockey team the u.s virgin islands <laughs> <laughs> it's a great untapped market there in the u.s yeah. virgin islands uh right exactly exactly oh man uh well boys do you have anything else that you want to you want to talk about i know we we kind of slated it for 45 and it's always good talking to you but i'm, I'm honestly out of things to ask uh you know it's it's always so good talking to you you know with um with with what you're doing congrats on all that but yeah I'll open the floor to you guys you got anything for me i actually have some because obviously the pittsburgh penguins playing in the winter classic this year against the boston <sighs> bruins but we do have the Washington Capitals against the Hurricanes outdoors, do we not? I think so. And uh, why, I, I hate days. that you reminded me that the Pens are getting a, yet another fucking winter classic. And is it going to be in Pittsburgh? 
No, it's at Fenway Park. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. But, that's going to be but, so sick. You know, do you want some more tinfoil hat conspiracy? Fenway <laughs> Park is owned by Fenway Sports Group, who owns the Pittsburgh Penguins. So either way, the Penguins are making money. Of course. Hey, I mean, here. it's this is wild, man. And, 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 you know, I know that you guys don't think you're favored by the league, but everybody no. else knows it. They're, you're, you're for sure. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, the outdoor, and I'm going to assume that's going to be in Carolina, I would think, if we are playing. Um, that's That would be awesome. You know, I, I've heard the alternate jerseys that are coming out are going to be Screaming Eagle, possibly, plus Black mm-hmm. for, for the Caps. Uh, any buzz around what your guys are going to look like? I mean, probably terrible, but, you know, tell me more. <laughs> So I know I did see Kemper's pads from practice today, and those—I mean that helmet all but gave it away, right? Uh, yeah, kind of. Eagle literally think. Yeah. in the old school numbering too. Like that's all but confirming it for them. Yeah, uh, the Penguins apparently, according to a lot of inside sources, the Robo Pen is coming back, uh, but wow. not the uh, what's it called? The uh, not the gradient, the, not the gradient stripe but kind of a black version of the white jersey we had, which oh. of the renderings, I can get with it. It looks pretty cool. Hell yeah. All right. Interesting. And that's, correct me if I'm wrong, is that sudden death jerseys? Sudden death, yes. you remember that? Yeah. It'd be like a black version of that, yes. Yes. Okay. How could we forget that's Iceberg's, you know, big screen debut, his silver screen <laughs> moment. We, we found but- out that Paul Steigerwald still gets like, 50 cent checks from that movie yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing and and the best part is that like they beat the shit out of iceberg in that movie uh i maybe that's why i was so fond of it just subliminally because you know who forgets a movie like that right uh it's it's hockey inspired it's jean-claude van damme i mean two of the original six team involved as well not even just the penguins the chicago blackhawks were the other team involved in it that's right. That's right. And what an odd concept. Just not a football game, just a hockey game. And everything goes goes down in, in, in the bowels of Mellon Arena. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. May have wow. been Civic at the time, but yes. Close I mean, enough. same building, different name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like Akishir and Hines right now, right? Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. Good stuff. Uh, all right, boys. Well, look again. Thanks so much for uh, coming on. Why don't you let everyone know? Uh, you know, if they if they do choose to follow you. Uh, remember, folks. Full disclaimer: they are Pittsburgh fans and writers. But sometimes it's best to know thy enemy, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's why we're here in the first place. Uh, <laughs> Got to do the promotion. Know. The, the, the network sent there. you. The network sent you on on the promotion tour for for this season's uh, the season's pod, right? Yeah, and to be fair, if if, if it wasn't for this uh, hockey podcast network, who knows where we would be exactly mm-hmm, in true. our uh, lives? And so we we are forever grateful for the stuff that this brand has brought us, as well as Hockey Troll. What you have helped along the way. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> yeah, and I'll leave it at that for now for me because Berlansky handles all of the closings for us. Okay, hit him, hit him, Berlansky. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, obviously, you can follow me at Nick underscore Berlansky, Horwat at Nick Horwat 41, the show at Iceberg Podcast, and all of our writing is usually housed at Inside Penguins, but we have new episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday, breaking down Penguins games, giving the best Penguins previews, talking about who the best Jeff in Penguins history is, because we like (laughs) random conversations as much as the next hockey podcast, but 
No, we uh, overall just try to cover the Pittsburgh Penguins as well as we can to try to give you the best inside information, the best conversations, and try to get our listeners involved as much as possible. So like I said, if you want to be involved in the conversation, make sure you follow us at Iceberg Podcast. We will be throwing back and forth jabs with the Caps chirp because, you know, there isn't a Capitals uh, a Capitals thing on our, our new network yet, our, our website oh. network. So until they get that, and even when they get that, they're never going to replace the Caps chirp. So we're always, always welcomed to uh, to come on anytime you want us on. We appreciate you letting us come on here. It's going to be a, a great season, and I'm interested to see uh, if I can go 3-0 and on our little bet, HT. I'm excited to... Uh, Excited to extend my lead this year. Oh, man. You know what? It, it, I've had the worst luck, so it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me, but I'm I'm a man of faith when it comes to the, mm. comes to the Washington Capitals, so I still believe. Um, awesome, guys. Good luck with everything that you're doing. F- Caps fans, definitely give these guys a follow for real. They're on the cutting edge of shit. They're, they're great writers. They're great dudes all around. Um, but until next time, until we have you guys back on uh, – It's Hockey Troll Nick Horwat, Nick Berlansky, signing off. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Troll podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.